I woke up feeling pretty super flexible today. Welcome back to the Super Flexible Podcast. I'm here with Feverish Fanero, man. I'm stoked. We've been talking all day, like almost literally through the Scott Fishbowl, and we're kind of beat around the bush, and finally we're kind of like, hey, let's do a freaking quick Super Flexible, and he's, as you heard there, he's he's been stretching for this crap. It's been too long, Fanero. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course. I um, I don't. I've been on Super Flexible once or twice, and That's I don't crazy. think I've. I don't think I've ever come on to that music though. That has a whole different feel than uh, than our yeah. other podcast. I like it. Yeah, I like yeah. it a lot. I'll switch it up. You know, um, I've been, I kind of think about messing with the intro sometimes to at least like get a one that's maybe mine, not um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh. But yeah, so I mean, anybody, if for any crazy reason you don't know, I do Rookie Fever with Feverish Fenero and Dave Wright. But I, I just, I'm under the assumption you listen to that. If not, you should be. And honestly, I guess like I'll say you're privileged tonight to meet Feverish Fenero. If it's the first time, that's so crazy to me, though. <laughs> it's so crazy to me. But so we're going to talk a little bit of Scott Fishbowl and where we're at. So I picked 112. Fenero, you, where did you pick? Ah, oh, dude, I got you know Scott lets you uh, at least attempt to pick your spot, and I think we both were were given our our pick, and I believe, and this is a lesson to everyone out there, um, read the rules. <laughs> I uh, the third round reversal escaped me when I picked the one hundred and four. I've learned to I learned to be okay with it though. Like I think there's a strategy at the one hundred and four with the third round reversal. I'm okay but, with it. Yes, I think yeah. you still have like the benefits because I mean. I got that early third pick, but I mean, then you get that early, like three, one, two in the four Oh one turn. Right. And I get a delayed turn basically. Like yeah. I would typically get it a little earlier and now I get a delayed one, but still it's not, it's not like a whole round, right? I have to wait 12 more picks, which isn't a long wait. And then I get my mm-hmm. double again. So it's, it's really yeah. not bad. I I've looked at it and, and I've, I've mocked, I'm sure anyone in the Scott fish bowls mocked once or twice. I've mocked several times and it's, it's not a bad spot. Um, I went Josh Allen at the one Oh four. It was an easy pick for me there. It was, I was hoping that I didn't have to decide between Travis Kelsey and Josh Allen. Cause I really didn't want to go tight end early. And we'll so what were your first three picks before that? Oh yes. Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes uh McCaffrey and Kelsey wow okay yeah. and then after that you said you're after Josh Allen I'm assuming your league had what is now the longest quarterback <laughs> run in Scott yeah. Fishbowl 11 right yes I started that run correct yeah it was a nine QB run it just ran out the rest of the first round pretty much <laughs> wow yeah it was and it was ended with who was the last quarterback in that particular run Tannehill 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 so, went 112 just go through that really quick then yeah sure of course yeah so uh, we went Josh Allen followed up by Lamar Jackson which I don't like I would have picked the next quarterback before Lamar Jackson I totally agree in this scoring <laughs> John and I were talking about yeah, that with the scoring people are yeah actually yeah. actually there I would have been I would have been debating between two quarterbacks before Lamar Jackson and they're the two that went next Kyler Murray at 106 and Dak Prescott 
who I like mm. a lot at 107. Um, and then and then someone took a shot. It was a fan took a shot. Uh, I know that you also took the same shot. And then and, and, and this guy's ADP in Scott Fish is all over the place. But Aaron Rodgers at 108. OK, yep. I like that, though. I don't like it. I don't like it over Russell Wilson at 109. I don't I don't have to take a chance with Russell Wilson. I'm going to take Russell Wilson over Aaron Rodgers there. And then uh, and I would even now take is that because you're worried about where Aaron Rodgers plays or you just like Russell Wilson better at this point. It's the or uncertainty. If, I think Aaron Rodgers yeah. was the QB one in this format last year. Um, so it's not Aaron Rodgers. It's just the uncertainty. And, 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 and it, at a 107 or 108, it was 108. I don't want uncertainty. And Russell Wilson and Herbert both would excite me a little bit more than Aaron Rodgers. Then I think Aaron, Aaron Rodgers right next after that. I think I would go Aaron Rodgers after that because then I feel like there's a big, there's like a little bit of a teardrop there. Well, not a little bit, mm-hmm. a teardrop. I think so. I would have probably taken Russell Wilson before Aaron Rodgers as well. Russell yeah. Wilson went before Aaron Rodgers in my draft. Okay. Um, so Aaron Rodgers and everybody in the NFL had an opportunity to opt out July 2nd mm-hmm. through the COVID-19 yep. um, to opt out with that and get nearly fully guaranteed money. And he chose not to. Well, there, I think there's a little bit more to that. The The way I understood it is you had to have new extensual extenuating circumstances. In other words, like you had to be a high risk, a new high risk. So I don't think that he could have pulled that out of his back pocket. Um, he travels a lot. Yeah, but I mean, you have to be like high risk, <laughs> right? So, like, I think I forget, I forget some, right? <laughs> I forget some of the the conditions, and I just don't think Aaron Rodgers would have qualified. I think that was something that was out there, okay, for, for like a week. I'll have to look into. That. And I don't think it was. I don't think it was like a thing that was even like a choice. Yeah, we can so look now, into it. I did take Aaron Rodgers though at two hundred one. That's the wave right now. And Everyone thinks just, he's going to play. I think he's going to play. Yeah, yeah I do. I, I think he I think he might could have retired too. by now if he yep. really wanted to and tried to like save face on a little bit of the legacy sure. instead yep. of you know what I mean. Like yep. I think he's going to play. And to me, like with Aaron Rodgers, and I get the risks you're talking about, but I feel like with Aaron Rodgers and the way he played last year, I have somebody at 201 that's going to outperform Lamar Jackson in yes. Scott Fishbowl scoring. Yep. 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 And you and, need to take chances like that in this format. You can't play it too safe. Yeah. Yeah. And mine didn't have quite the quarterback run you did. So we went Patrick Mahomes at 101, then Kyler Murray 102, Lamar at 103, mm. then McCaffrey off the board at 104, Kelsey 105, Josh Allen fell to 106, dude. Wow. And then we went Dak at 107, Dalvin at 108. I, I, I don't. I'd rather have Derrick Henry at 109, just to say one. Russell Wilson went 110. Elvin Kamara went 111. Here's where I'm on the clock, and I am just like messed up in my head because I'm like, how can I not take one of Barkley and Jonathan Taylor here? Like seriously, like that's that was where I was just like, oh. But I I I, I double tapped Herbert and Aaron Rodgers. And yeah. then and then yeah, Barkley like and that. Jonathan Taylor still fell. And this is crazy <laughs> to me. And then somebody took George Kittle, which isn't as crazy. But then somebody took and I know that everybody's out there talking about Darren Waller right now. But then somebody took Darren Waller before Barkley and before <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, before Jonathan Taylor, before Ezekiel Elliott. Stop it. It's too late now in the Scott Fishbowl. But I mean, this is just crazy to me. Like, how does this happen? There's nobody I can help with this conversation right now. I get that it's just like more venting, but 
it's just tight end premium. Like we don't give this guy this kind of hype any other time except for Scott Fishbowl 10 and Scott Fishbowl 11. And I, I just like, I mean, like somebody got in my league, the last person taken was TJ Hawkinson, which I would love to have, but he was at 306. I'll take that all day right, over right. Waller uh, before Barkley and Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> Waller went 203 in mine. Oh, same spot. Before Alvin Kamara, before wow. Jonathan Taylor, before Saquon Barkley, and before Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> Nuts. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I just with that being said, with that being said, maybe that's a segue to a pick that I'm did not plan on making. I think you and I have spoken about this before. I was going to fade the tight end position. And I'll say this to to all your listeners. You go in with the strategy, but you have to be flexible, right? You have to follow the oh, draft. Dude, all these all these drafts go different. And I just, I didn't want to do this. I really didn't. I wanted to have a second quarterback in the second round or at least a stud running back and then go back to quarterback. So I was going to, something like that. Nope, I went tight end. So when I saw Kittle at 209, um, I just saw value, um, especially after I didn't have the choice of Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, right? Like I didn't have, if any one of those backs were at 209, Kittle would not be on my team. But I'll take Kittle over Waller. Well, am, yeah. am I alone here? I, no, I will. You, you I really are, will. You are alone. And the reason is, is it's, 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 it's the same. A lot of the people, and we know this, right? We talked about this a little bit on Voxer and, 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 and in other occasions before a lot of the people that are in here are dynasty guys and Waller's not a real sexy dynasty guy. Kittle is right. So we're all fine. We're all fine with that. But this is kind of a whole different thing where, I feel as though what we're seeing here is an overcorrection where we saw Kittle not play much last year. And if you go back just one year, Kittle missed two games and scored more points than Waller. Right. And I just feel like I feel like we're mixed in with redraft people. We're dynasty people. And there's just this. It only takes one to draft the guy. Um, and and I think what you're what you're pointing out is it's not just one. It's across. It's If you look across, I'll, I'll go into other divisions. Waller's going before Kittle. Yeah. I, I don't agree with it. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. You make me feel a little better about the uh, <laughs> the Kittle pick. I just couldn't turn down. Oh, here he goes. So they're back to back in this league, but still Waller before Kittle. Two hundred three, two hundred four. And, and I get back. like I get what people are saying. Like, well, he, now that now that he's going to be healthy, they have Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, and they, I don't. I don't got think a that's a good Debo. argument. Yeah, but I, I think like you it. could say the same thing about Darren Waller too. To be honest with you, absolutely. I mean, I think that they have Rugs is going to be better. I think Brian Edwards will be better. Honestly, I low key like Foster Moreau not to take over the role. I want to be right. clear. But to slowly every year take a little bit more away. And I know that that's the dynasty take, but I even mean this year. Like, I think that we've seen Foster Moreau, somebody that you and I have talked a lot about on Rookie Fever over the years, because I think he might have been a rookie either our first or second year of the show. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't I don't know. I just think Darren Waller is being even drafted at like almost a like a, a redraft ceiling, if you could call it that, and maybe above what I feel it could be with some of the players I see going below him. I mean, Waller had a, a fantastic season last season. Um, there, he was he was not that far away from from Kelsey numbers, and then there was a huge drop off after that. And the premium 
is it, it's deceiving because it's 0.5, but all receivers are only getting 0.5. So it's double, right? So this is this equivalent in our world from um, a one point PPR to a two point PPR. So tight ends are definitely valuable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there is a cluster in the middle, but you're right. When Hawkinson's two rounds later, ah, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's what I wanted to do. Like a Goddard is another target of mine. Like I wanted to wait and go for something like that. That was going to be a lot cheaper while I now have my two quarterbacks and two running backs or something like that. I was always going to wait on wide receiver. Um, but this changes everything with me going Kittle at 209. So now I have to kind of rethink things. But I think that's okay. So this is fun. It's supposed to be fun. Let me ask you this because I agree. I, I always wanted to wait on wide receiver too, and I still do. Where did the first wide receiver go in your division? Because we're seeing all different stuff across all divisions. Right after my pick. Which so, would have been? So I was 209 with Kittle and at 210, 210. Ty, 210 Tyreek Hill went okay. right after. So Adams in the Kittle. Nirvana division, Stefan Diggs was our first wide receiver off the board at 304. Mm. And then after that, Tyreek Hill went. And those are the only two wide receivers that have been drafted, actually. Where are you at in the draft? What's your, uh, how far, how deep is it in yours? We are at 309 right now. Clyde yeah. Edwards Alaire was just taken at 308. We're at 303. Clyde Edwards was picked at 303. And again, only two wide ah, receivers. That's so funny. Yeah. Only two the wide receivers, player, just like you. But oh, only two wide receivers. Yep. It's Adams. So Diggs is still there, uh, primed for my stack, but I'm not going wide receiver. I'm going to try to get. My second How far quarterback. From your pick. You said you might pick on. Yeah, the show. I just don't think so because one of the one of the people in the queue is lives in Ireland, so they're probably in bed right now. So I don't think I'll get that pick. But um, just so you know where my head's at, the reason I I kind of fade quarterback a little bit, especially with fans mixed in, even without fans, to be quite honest, Carr and um, Kirk Cousins are my targets. They're always my targets because everybody hates them. Dynasty, redraft, everybody hates those two guys. And they're they're flirting with QB1 every year I in mean, this I just, format and every format. So I, I, I wind up grabbing one of them. mentioned so much in um, <laughs> chats and stuff, though, like people that are going to target. I think they're wise to them. Derek Carr. Fine. I think a little uh, bit more this year. I don't think they're going to go in like the eighth round like they did. And last it's OK, year. because I have other guys like in that same area. Like I, I'm oh, fine. Kirk with Cousins Carr. went 302 in mine. Ooh, yeah. See, that's not Kirk good. Cousins went three oh two. Yeah, that's not good. Yep. So I went Joe Mixon at three oh one. I saw that. I looked it up. And yeah, and then Kirk Cousins went three oh two. Then somebody foolishly took Austin Eckler at three oh three. And then that's when um Diggs went, then Tyreek Hill, then Hawkinson, then Stafford at three oh seven, and then where we're at now with that Clyde Edwards Alaire pick. I'm hoping that Mixon gets to me. I'll put it on the board. I'm drafting three running backs. I'm drafting three running backs after Austin Eckler that are going to outperform him this year. Who are they? Swift. I don't know yet. I don't even know yet. That's how confident I am. I don't even know. I I don't even have a target. I love it. I love it. At least two at that turn. I'm confident I'll get two on that turn that outperform Austin Eckler. And I'll let you know. It won't happen on this show, though, because we're at 308, and I don't pick till 412. All right, so you have two quarterbacks in Mixon, and you're going to go two RBs. That's your that's your strategy, go two RBs next, if it if it works out. like if Very right, likely, if the right but, two I, but I agree with you. You said earlier in the show. You got to yeah. see what happens. Yeah, Very likely. Yep. 
Yeah. If if not, I could see maybe looking at a tight end or a quarterback and probably taking one running back still. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I'll likely be targeting a running back there. And because like <laughs> I said it on the show, I'll probably like <laughs> feel like I have to try to get two running backs there that are going to outperform Austin Eckler. Right. So. <laughs> If, if you and, and, and I, I and I feel confident about that, if you and I had jumped on the mic three hours earlier, I would have told you that at two oh nine I was getting a running back, but that's not what worked out. And there was yeah, a pretty and, there was a pretty good teardrop there for me, and Kittle was staring me at the face in the face, and I'm like, you know what? If that's a position I can fade later in the draft because I have one of the top three guys, yeah, that's, that's kind of fun too. Fine, I'll do that then. Let's see what happens after that. Yeah, dude, I'm with you, man. But it was just so, it was so tough. Like that was my toughest pick. Well, we're not far into this, but that 112-201, because of, like I said, with Barkley and Jonathan Taylor being there, like it really messed me up a little yeah. bit. Like I was like, I have to take one of these guys. How can I not? But yeah, then somebody picked Darren Waller and made me feel good about <laughs> everything around my universe. Is that so mean? Does that mean? No, it's not mean. There's 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 running backs that um, you know, now that now that I'm kind of left with uh yeah, I guess I'm I'm out of my first tier of running backs. There's there's running backs that are falling in in drafts. Let's not let's not talk Scott Fish. They're falling in drafts that I still like more than mm-hmm. more than consensus. And yeah, and Josh and Jacobs it, even. Josh Jacobs is somebody I mentioned in a tweet recently. He 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 was third highest in carries last last year. I and saw that. Yeah, I and I feel, I feel like usage is like the thing with him, and it's because of, it's because of Drake, and it's just like, I, I, come on, man, I don't. He's not Drake. Isn't going to do the same thing he did with Chase Edmonds. This yeah, is Josh yeah. Jacobs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like somehow, yeah, somehow people totally. are like the rubber stamping the two hundred and forty carries he had in, in, in with the Cardinals, and they're just saying, well, it's going to be at least fifty percent of what Jake. No, what? That's not how it works. He and or they're going to point to how much he got paid. That's how much backups are getting paid now. That's that's just the market. It doesn't yeah. mean that's that that Josh Jacobs is done. Like I, I you know what? I'm you fine see with like it. Like the the zero RB guys are like, well, I'll just take Jamal Williams late. Yeah, right. Like, what? Yeah. Wait, like that's how? Yeah. No, you like, and I, I, think you and I have never the wrong lived. idea about players like Jamal Williams and Kenyon Drake though. Sometimes in right what role they'll right. foreseeably play on those teams and yep. NFL moves versus fantasy moves. I guess see Jamal oh. Williams having I like Jamal Williams. Like I as a player, I like him. Um but but in where he landed is not a good spot. <laughs> it's not a great right. spot. It's great for Detroit. It's not great for Jamal Williams. I think he gets a little play here and there. I think he spell I think it would it surprise you if he gets like 400 450 yards and two touchdowns for the season? That wouldn't surprise me one bit. Um no, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if he got like two to four hundred on the ground and another two to four hundred yeah. in that's, in the passing game. That's honestly. fairly unspectacular. <laughs> that's not somebody yeah. you want to start in a, in a zero RB. I hate that whole that whole strategy. I've never was yeah. a, never was an advocate of that. I'm not an advocate of zero anything, by the way. But um, so so far, it really hasn't happened though in either of our drafts. Just like I, we both only have two wide receivers off the board. Yeah, well, dude, that's... I'm hoping so much here in this stretch that this is where stud wide receivers start going. So they take them Push and let down. those running backs right. fall to me. Yeah, they're gonna outperform Austin Eckler. Yep. Austin Eckler. <laughs> so some Doesn't of them have a what? What's his best season? Five hundred yards on the ground. I know he has the passing game. I'm not ignorant, but I want a running back, not a wide receiver. <laughs> So some of those running backs that I'm that I'm I'm kind of looking at later, 
like in the fourth or even fifth round that I still think have really good upside and value are Swift. I know, I know you like that name. I'll mention that one first. Montgomery. I know that's another big name. Montgomery finished like fourth <laughs> in this scoring. Exactly. And he's going, yeah. he's going 16th. And it's because yeah. Harry Cohen's healthy. He, I he's he's one I was Williams. thinking when I said that he's one I was thinking <laughs> yeah. of maybe taking on that turn, dude. And two others who I don't know how you feel about them. Um, Miles Sanders and Chris Carson. There's there there are other two people that there are the other two running backs that are going late enough for me with the upside. Who is the one you said before, Chris Carson? I'm sorry, Miles Sanders. Oh, I don't, I don't mind Miles at that price, honestly. I, I'm kind of trying round. to sell him in Dynasty, right? But this yeah, is a I'll take format. him there if he's yeah. one. I'd rather have Swift or Dobbins, to be honest with you. I agree. If Mixon was gone at 301 Finero, I probably would have been cheesy and stayed on Brand and taken Swift. Mm-hmm. But you're hoping and I don't you might know get that, that would have been a good choice, but right. but that's that's probably what I would have done. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping I maybe get him on this turn, like maybe him and David Montgomery. Yeah, you want both? Yeah, something like that. Those are kind of the players I'm thinking about. And you even mentioned Miles Sanders. I think Miles Sanders might go before Swift. How do you feel about that? As far as like uh, perceived um, community want, redraft value, I think I think um, I think people are more down on Sanders than Swift. Okay, but you might be right. Yeah, I and, hope you're wrong. And even in, because I'd rather because ha- I'd rather have Swift. <laughs> yeah, I think just because I think it depends on who you talk to. Like, I think I think if you've been doing this for a long time, I don't think the the Jamal Williams things really scares you too much. Legitimately, this is like a an off off season remark. So one single remark. We haven't had any preseason, and Swift has passed all the eye tests. I mean, as a three down back. You know, so like it's 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 one yep. of those things. If if he was like eighty three percent, right? If he had no hands and Jamal Williams is coming in, mm, mm-hmm. I would I would right. I would I would think about that now. I'll be like, okay, mm, you exactly. Know, now, you know, now it needs to be like a special back. Now Swift has to be like Chubb yes. special. He has to be like Chubb special to to, to keep his value. But he he doesn't need right. to be that. He has it, both it's kind of talents. like. Yeah, like Jamal Williams is kind of like a cheaper mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift. Like yep. that allows Detroit to be able to Correct. utilize Jamal Williams in the same ways that they utilize DeAndre Swift. Should Swift go down, they don't have exactly. to change the entire playbook for the next running back that would, wouldn't have been carry on. I don't know. We, we'll stay off carry on Johnson today, but <laughs> and, and but it's not like. They're going to take Swift off the field when he's if he's balling out. I want to say when because I believe in him, but they're going to keep the best player on the field, and I don't think it's all of a sudden going to be Jamal Williams. And if Jamal Williams was everything that the 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 ceiling that, that some of the people want him to be, he would have been on the field a lot more with Aaron Jones, a lot more because Aaron Rodgers would love to be passing. To a passing running back nonstop. But I mean, what he, what is it like his best years, like 400, 500 yards? And I'm not saying that's nothing for a running back to get in the passing game through somebody like Aaron Rodgers. But I don't know, man. This is Swift's backfield, in my you, opinion. You said it much better than I said it earlier, but I basically said something a little more simplistic like, he's good for Detroit, not for fantasy. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, like, what a yeah. great, what a great light version of Swift to throw out there when he needs a rest. What a great light if, God forbid, Swift misses a game or two. What, a, you know what I mean? Like, he's proven 
that he can take take on a role for a short period of time. So just as an example, Swags, in the Elvis division, which I can peek into, um, what RB do you think Swift is going? They're through five rounds, just to give you an idea. Like, where do you think RB what? Where's Swift going? Just RB to give you like, what? Yeah, RB what? How many RBs are going before DeAndre Swift? RB 21. Oh, not bad. So you, you have him a little later than, than this particular one where he went 18. Chris Carson went in front of him. David Montgomery, Antonio Gibson, CEH, Najee Harris, Cam Akers, Eckler, your favorite. And then, you know, the other guys probably deserve to be. But all in front of DeAndre Swift. That's another reason that I, I don't hate what I did with my second round pick. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I can get Swift. I feel like I can get him pretty easily. Yeah, I might yeah. be tempted to wait one more round. Akers went 208 in mine, dude. Before like Chubb, <sighs> Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon. It only takes one. These drafts are so crazy different, man. That's what. Yeah, that's a good point. It. it only takes yeah. one, like you said, you know. Um, yeah. And I mean, gosh, are they forgetting he only missed he missed three games and he was RB twenty <laughs> last year when he was out touched by Adrian Peterson. It, they're remembering they're remembering the playoffs, dude, where he's freaking blew up. That's not in that's not in any sort of numbers that you're gonna look at fantasy wise, but boy did he look impressive in the playoffs. Well, I goes at one playoff game. I'm talking about <laughs> Swift though. Oh, Swift. Yeah. Where no. he was RB twenty missing three games playing yeah. behind Adrian Peterson. <sighs> I don't know, dude. And I know what you're saying on Akers too, like with the playoff run that he had, and that I think people are remembering that. I think you're dead on and but man, I'll say I'll say it here, and I've given the guy shade, but I'll take Daryl Henderson over Jamal Williams. Mm, I like yeah. Henderson. I like Henderson late in this. I I, no, like, I I, like I'm him. saying it. I know on the board. I think he's you like more him of a better. threat to Acres. The way that they're going to utilize that back backfield, I think he's more of a threat to Acres than that of Jamal Williams to Swift. I I might agree with you. I think it's it's probably not that far off though. Like I don't I'm not I'm not too worried about. I agree. It, so yeah, I yeah, yeah. No, I think, I think you're right. I think you're. If I had to, if I was a betting man, I would go that direction as well. Yeah, I think Henderson's actually showed himself as pretty capable. But um, so RB eighteen, where was that in the draft? Like which uh, you said they're in the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Are you yep. still on that by chance, or do you know exactly like how late that RB eighteen would have been? Yeah, to I put it in draft I, capital perspective. And yeah, I know, I like we've said so many times, like all these drafts are different. Yeah. And we're they all, <laughs> it's all a gamble anyway, but you like to kind of know. We like yeah, I like to peek ahead at the ones that are way ahead of us. Um, and that's what we've been saying so much yeah. along the way, too, is like all these mocks, they're fun. It's so great. I, I don't want to mock the mocks because I think they like are what begins to bring us together in the community. It gets us together, it gets us excited. They're fun to do. I do them. But at the same time, like you'll hear people like, oh, I can get it because I got this and this and this in the mock. And you're like, well, that's all out the window. And all of these divisions are going to be totally different, let alone all the mocks you're doing right now that aren't really real. And you're not, it, nothing's on the line in those. Right. 410. 410. Oh, 410. Man. Dobbins, 412. That's close. See, I'll, t- I'll be just as happy with Dobbins. Dobbins going to outscore Eckler, too. Sanders, 502. See, so I'd rather have Montgomery. Montgomery, four, Sanders, four, if four. he's there. Four, oh, four. wow. Yeah. 
Oh, that that, that makes me a little nervous a little more actually because he's he's like I've said he is a target there for me. Yeah. I would love to get Swift and Dobbins there. Montgomery oh, yeah. and Dobbins oh, yeah. or Montgomery oh, yeah. and Swift. This is what I'm saying, dude. Like these these are the these are the the player the running backs that are going to be available to me with that you know after that Kittle pick. That's why I made the Kittle pick. I was like, you know what? Like I feel like I can survive this. The problem is. I can't double dip. I'm going to have to get yeah. my other quarterback. I'm going to have to get my other quarterback. And see, that's the thing. I wanted my guys. quarterbacks out of the way. Yeah. You know, like, and that's how I looked at it when I was on the clock. Yeah. I looked at the top 20 running backs and I looked at the top 20 quarterbacks. And I felt like with, with the interception minuses that we can get in Scott Fishbowl, the fumble minuses, I wanted to get my quarterbacks out of the way, be secure. And, um, then I kind of wanted to target running backs, honestly. Um, and I liked mixing at 301 in this format a lot. Yeah, no, that's I great. Do. Yeah, no, I like that too. So do you regret any picks at this point? I'll let you know after <laughs> what falls right? to me at 309. I could regret that Kittle one. Like I said, it wasn't part of the plan. I only have two picks. I only have the Josh Allen mm, and the Kittle. Pick, so I don't, that's all the only, I do not regret, regret the Josh Allen one. That's where I was going the whole time. Uh, it's it's the it's the Kittle one that just kind of reset my strategy, and I think I'll be fine. There's 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 even running backs like even later than that that I think you know will do the. How we'll do, do you the feel thing. about like the rookie QBs in this? Like, would you want to wait? Like for a team like mine who has Justin Herbert and Aaron Rodgers, third quarterback Mac Jones. Yeah, I love that. If you can get Fields, I like it even more. Yeah. I yeah, like that too. I would love to get Fields as my third quarterback. Love that so much with those legs. Yeah. And then he's and then he's your third quarterback. So if he doesn't start till week four or five, fine. Dalton's not starting half the season, folks. Yeah. And and <laughs> they I can think say whatever they want. Safe to say that Lawrence is going to be drafted as the first quarterback, yeah. rookie quarterback off the yeah. board. Do you think he finishes, let's say healthy? Uh do you think he finishes redraft as the rookie QB one? Or do you think there's a dark horse for that in the rookie class? Yep, QB rookies. I'm gonna. Uh, this this is one of those things. that's gonna be a boring answer for you, but he's he's the guy I like the most that's going to play all 17. Zach so, Wilson? No, Trevor Lawrence. I don't like Zach Wilson enough to put him over tra- to not. I don't like the situation. Nothing. So I'm I'm gonna go with Trevor Lawrence in the rookie class to finish the highest of all the rookies because I know he's playing. Barring injuries, playing all 17, and um, it's his gig on week one. So you can only say that about Wilson right now, right? And I don't like Wilson as much. So And Lawrence, I don't know what the hell happened, but no one's talking about his legs anymore. The dude can run. Like, I don't understand. Like, somehow, like, that guy doesn't run. Like, he's just a statue back there now. Like, nobody talks about his legs. Everyone talks about fields. They'll even talk about Wilson. And Wilson is elusive. Wilson will, will run out of the pocket. I but, brought the fever out. But I just don't get. I don't understand the fever. It's, Let's it's stay like here. Let's said, stay here. It's what we said before about we're exhausted about this this kid. Like he's just mm-hmm. you know because he's the one on one. He's not fun to talk about. Like if if you talk about him, then you're not saying anything. It's not a hot take. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I, I don't. Uh, the Jaguars defense is bad. That feeds into it again. Like I like the weapons. I don't know what happened to Chark, but Chark's dead and buried already, and I don't get that either. I don't look get what, that either. Look what Chark had to deal with. But yet everyone loves Lavisca Chenault, right? And, yet, and then now everyone's starting to come around to you with Robinson and saying, "Yeah, Robinson will be a role." So now they have a one-two right. punch at the running back position. What's so wrong with this offense? Yeah. I don't. I don't know why this is like a horrible offense. And, yeah. and, and but but Zach and Wilson's Marvin fine. Jones even Zach Marvin Wilson's Jones fine. even Zach Wilson's fine. 
<laughs> yeah. No problem with Zach Wilson. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, th- I think we're just a little too down on Trevor Lawrence. And I think it just comes from just, just being kind of like done talking about the one one Like it's boring. It's not, it's not a sexy thing to talk about anymore until he starts playing NFL games. Yeah. I'm, I'm convinced of that. But speaking of boring, you have to listen to me all the time. And I decided we're staying on rookies here for a minute. So you've had to hear me tell you a lot that last year in the Scott Fishbowl, my first wide receiver was Justin Jefferson in the 10th round, a rookie wide receiver. Do you think there is a value like that for me in rookies this year that I could perceivably get in the 10th round, give or take, and also help carry me through the Scott Fishbowl? It's Elijah Moore for me. What did you say? It's Elijah Moore for me. I I I have turned full Elijah Moore. Um, I I made a trade this weekend. I have another one in the works to get another share of Elijah Moore. I have decided that Elijah Moore is my target. I want more and more of Elijah Moore, <laughs> and it's it's odd coming off the Zach Wilson perceived hate. I, was, I, I just threw gonna, out there. I was trying to not go there. <laughs> But but keep in mind, you know, um, again, these wide receivers, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not down on Zach Wilson. Think he's going to suck balls, but I do think, as far as like of the um, of the rookie quarterbacks, I am more concerned about him than all of them. Like he's my most, I'm most concerned about Zach Wilson. That being said, I also realize I could be wrong. That he could be good. That he could be good enough. There's a lot of good enough quarterbacks feeding. Like nobody likes Kirk Cousins. But everyone loves Justin Jefferson, right? You know, we yeah. all love Brian Edwards, but no one likes Carr. You know, he goes on and on. Like, no one likes these quarterbacks. So, uh, if Zach Wilson is good enough, I think Elijah Moore is one of those guys that, because you said you could get late. I think it could be later. Yeah, I think it will be yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm, so, so for me, like, I'm giving you a guy that, you know, that you, maybe you could get in the 14th round. Yeah. You know, instead of the 10th round, take your, take your shot. I'm actually, and I know you're going to hate this. I'm starting to look at the fact that I could be looking at 120 targets, hundred and maybe even 130 targets for one of your favorite rookie wide receivers, Devonta Smith. Hmm. <laughs> and if I'm getting that Who's kind of target volume, eh, it's going to be hurt. Yeah. You think he's going to throw that much? Yeah, I do. I, I, I know that he's, I, I, everyone's worried about the arm and, 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 and I get it. Um, I just think, I just think if, if we're all gonna, anybody who likes him, it talks about what he did in the small sample size and everybody who doesn't like him says that he can't throw in the small sample size. I'm just going to say there was a small sample size. He flashed. The legs are going to open things up. The offensive line is healthy. Um, and Devonta Smith's really the only guy out there. I mean, Heisman trophy winner. No one likes Rager. I mean, if we, if we don't like all these other guys, why can't we like, the one guy that was picked 10th overall, the one, the Heisman that is probably the best route runner in this class. Like, why aren't we, why can we not like him a little bit? Um, So I'm looking at him and Scott fish. I think I'll probably own to Smith and Scott fish. I didn't have high expectations for him this year, but I'm starting to warm up to that too. So they they would be two of my, probably two of my favorite rookie acquisitions uh, in, in this, in this format to try to take a stab at. It's easy to assume that Rager and Denzel Mims both go even later. Yeah, which would be, I mean, make higher value. Absolutely. Denzel I mean, Mims, oh my God. People they hate could Denzel Mims. still be like integrated into that yes. offense. Like oh, maybe we've yeah. given up on them a little bit too we, quickly. 
probably have. I mean, it's it's crazy. Like we're so impatient, and Mims has been in this offense. I guess there's been enough change where we can worry about anyone, any wide receiver in this offense. But he's been in the NFL for a full year, where Elijah mm-hmm. Moore is coming out for his first year. So why would we not like Mims a little bit more? Right. Um, I just uh, when you asked the question, and 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 and. You rephrased it as a rookie. Obviously, I can't mm-hmm. include no, yeah, those yeah, guys. Yeah. yeah, but but I think you make a really excellent point that if I like the situation and the two situations I pointed out were the Jets and the Eagles because of the value. Why not like the guys that have been there that have have a year underneath their belt that have a better shot of breaking out in year two in these rookie wide receivers and we we have we have a whole podcast about rookies it's right. really hard to break out that first year yeah and there absolutely. aren't yeah james robinson justin jefferson they're exceptions to the rule if you're trying to seek them out you're not going to find them you're gonna you're gonna miss a lot i don't know how you wait so long on wide receiver and hit so often terry mclaurin <laughs> i don't know how you do it but <laughs> it's a nice strategy because when you start getting to those double digit rounds you have like your zero rb guys even your even your um even yeah. your guys that faded quarterbacks that are picking up backup quarterbacks people now that really yeah. are taking players yeah. that you're like wow they're like, reaching while yeah. you're taking like legitimate shots at like okay this guy was drafted in the first round this year yeah i'm gonna take a chance with him maybe the second half of the season like remember aj brown second half of the season he was a league winner in his yeah I, I had aj brown scott fishbowl nine got yeah. him late in scott fishbowl nine. Oh my god second half of the season he was fantastic yeah um, so what do you think about, like, I have it in my head that somebody like Jamar chase probably isn't going to last to the 10th round. That sounds right. Yeah. But man, maybe T Higgins will. Yes. There you go. You know what I mean? That's like, and that target. sounds just as good to me. He might not though. 10th round. I mean, that's like player 120 off the board and, <sighs> and he's already flashed last year. I took Justin Jefferson. I don't know, man. People no are down flashes. on him. What about Jalen Waddle? Waddle's up there too. Waddle's right there with Smith, and Smith is actually decently high. The um, I was gonna actually pull up, I was gonna pull up an ADP for you because I think that um, your T Higgins is is is. I really think that you're you're double digits with him, and I I don't hate that dude. You're putting him on my I radar. I love that. Yeah, you're putting him on my radar right now. Yeah, I love that. Like him, Sutton, maybe even your Kenny Galladay. Um, so this is just a mock. Guys. This is just a mock, and you pointed out how useful those are. Um, mm-hmm. Devontae Smith went in the 11th, and Waddle went in the 12th. Still haven't found T. Higgins, dude. Higgins went after Waddle, I think so. Wow, I hope people are feeling Elijah that Moore in the 15th. Uh, Higgins, and that's where you take wide receivers, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> I agree. The second half of the draft is made for wide receivers and a couple tight ends. I agree. I don't know, dude. Higgins must have went before these guys. So you might be right because hmm. there's no way he's he's after the 15th. Like that's not. I happening. would hope not. He went in the eighth, dude. Okay. Still that's a nice spot. area. Still a yeah. nice area. You got you got Galladay, Juju, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is going in the eighth. This again wow. is a mock. This is a good mock again. So who knows? But it's it's um, it's you know it's where a lot of these sites are getting ADP. So it's possible. I think last year on the eight nine turn or something like that, I took um Geisen Carr. Oh wow! So I could still do better. Yeah, <laughs> Carr yeah. ended up working yeah. out. Geis obviously didn't, but even with like some misses in the Scott Fishbowl, if you hit in the right spots and change some of those misses, like you could 
you could you could do oh, man i'm waiting on wide receiver yeah dude i am too i i'm i'm not gonna probably pick my first one in the 10th um <laughs> but uh this is another mock same thing dude jamar chase and t higgins going in the eighth again yeah but who would you want in the 10th here i'll give you i'll give you some choices uh landry this is a 10th landry mm-hmm. judy curtis samuel robbie anderson dude i'm down with that they're all there not in the 10th yeah I'm not going. I don't Robbie like Robbie Anderson. Anderson. I'm not going Robbie reason. Anderson. I think I think I think last year was a product of several different things all happening for him at the same time. I think he did expand his game last year, which makes him relevant for sure. But I think I just like um, in Dynasty, I like uh, Terrace. But Marshall. maybe maybe Marshall like That's late late Marshall. late. Yeah, uh, yeah, for the touchdown upside, sure. I just don't know how much you're starting him. Um, I think I want like a a bigger swing. Where do you think? Terrace Marshall's late though. I would say you can probably get him like 18th, 19th. Like I want, I want an Elijah. I want Elijah Moore probably over Terrace. I want um, Brian Edwards over Terrace. I want like people that like legitimately could take a wide receiver one role. Mm-hmm. Like last year, I think I got like Corey Davis in the 17th or 18th round yeah, too, or something yeah. like that. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. Denzel Mims, 17th uh, Michael round. Pittman. Michael Pittman could be yeah, a nice value. That's a that's a Scott that's a great Bishop. one. That's a great because he could be wide receiver one on that team. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Even Ty Hilton, honestly, like yep. for a year. And and I know you said Pittman could be, and I just said, well, so could Hilton. Yeah, but I think sure. either of them have that. They're very late. Yeah, and no, I like that. Hilton's probably going to be dirt cheap just because we're all dynasty heads. Yep, targeting that offense in general is a really good idea. I think I think yeah. Wentz with that offensive line and that that running back Jonathan Taylor, like that's that's a that's a nice grab one of those pieces for sure. Even Wentz, dude, as a late quarterback, if like Wentz, in a situation like you put yourself in, yeah, Wentz is going to be on my team <laughs> that's probably yeah, you happened. hope so you yeah, hope so. i do hope so <laughs> as he goes I, right in head right ahead of you <laughs> not tonight looks like this looks like this division's done for the evening slowing down a little bit <laughs> it's not, as soon as clyde edward the lair was picked they're like okay that's it we're done yeah dude well <laughs> i i super appreciate you like hopping on with me i know we talk oh, yeah, all day and we talk all the time nah, but man. uh this has been fun, dude. And I, I promise to the listeners, this is important to me. And I actually, I know it's important to Finero too. But you're not going to get a lot of Scott Fishbowl talk at Super Flexible. We're just really excited about it today. It's an awesome league. But for listeners that aren't involved in this or, right. or maybe don't know what it is, it's a huge charitable event that we put on. The draft started today, which is Monday, July 5th. Um, we're super stoked, but I also don't want to to talk about stuff that's not going to help you. Right, we want right. actionable content for all of our dynasty leagues, some start sit stuff, some trades. And I pr- also promise you within a week or two, you'll get a weekly super flexible podcast. Um, maybe I can talk for narrow into coming back on with us sometime and talking about something that's not just Scott fishbowl, but for today we were Anytime. just stoked and excited. It, it, it had to happen. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. Yeah, come on anytime. And uh, and hopefully that uh, as much Scott Fish talk we did, we tried to also just talk about these players in general and their situation. So hopefully you were able to glean yep. something from that. I, I know I made an attempt to do that. This is a lot of fun for us and it's a lot of fun for the community. But at the same time, it's uh, it is a little exclusive and we don't want to <laughs> concentrate just on that. It's just a fun charity thing. Um, to get a chance, also tune into the Podathon. That's a lot of fun too. 
that's also for yep. charity. Um, but I had a lot of fun swags. Thanks for uh, thinking of this. I was thinking of you this afternoon and thinking like it would be great just to hop on for a little bit. So this was a lot of fun. Hell yeah, man. Worked out good. Yeah, it did. Tell them who you are. The, the amazing podcasts you do. I think you have <laughs> one of the best podcasts out there. More people need to tune into that. Uh, someone named me the feverish Fenero, and I'm running with it. But uh, if you don't know, my name is Michael Fenero, and you can find me at Aardvark TV and on the Rookie Fever podcast, soon to celebrate our 200th episode later this month. Very excited about that. Yeah, you can find that at Rookie Fever. Oh, yeah, what a great handle, right? Rookie Fever, everyone says our name. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Panero's got a cool surprise coming out for that. I do. From Rookie Fever and Feverish Team. Um, I'm going to have to get a hold of your mom and play Paper, Rock, Scissors for who named you better. You did. But <laughs> Feverish, Michael, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's I appreciate tough. you as it's always, tough. though, brother. Yeah. Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> this is a lot of fun. I am at Swagzilla Zero G, and this is at Super Flexible Podcast, and we are out. Hey, you're back. I don't know what happened.